0: There was an event this last week that really kind of spurred the thought for the lesson this morning. I want to talk on how God can use you. And that is, as already mentioned in our prayer this morning, the death of little baby Oliver. Preston and Katie Crawford had this little boy born on April the 22nd. And on Thursday this last week, just three short weeks, he lived and passed away this last Thursday due to complications of premature death. Well, his mother Katie posted uh, the notice of the death on Facebook, and she said, he was only here for three weeks, but he taught us a lifetime of lessons. And many would wonder, well, how this little baby who was only three weeks old could have such an impact on maybe so many people? And during that time, right then, God allowed this little child to influence people, to influence others, the lives of others. And I believe that's very powerful when we think about it. God allows you to be an influence to others as well for his purpose he can use you right now just the way you are at this point in your life not later on not at some time down the future but right now God can use you you know a lot of times when we think about being used you know we always somebody takes advantage of us and we say well I got I really got used on that. I really got taken advantage of. I hope that's not the way we feel about when we think about how God uses us, that that I have to do this, and boy, I've taken up too much of my time or whatever. But God uses us for his glory and for his purposes, and I believe that's very powerful. Something that you're really good at, whatever it may be, Maybe you're good at mechanics. Maybe you're a good painter. Maybe you're a good singer. Maybe you're good at sewing. Maybe you're good at cooking. Whatever it is, those things are blessings from God, and maybe you can use those things to benefit others and to give God glory. Maybe you are the one that has the opportunity to take the time to help others, or maybe it's always the one that comes and has a word of comfort when you're in down in the dumps or you're sorrowing or you're having problems whatever your talent is or whatever your skill is God is behind that he has blessed you with the talent that you have and and that can be used for his purposes and for his glory but he doesn't bless us with talents or skills so that we can just get the notoriety for it or become rich or become, have, have more money or things like that. Now, that may be a result of that, but that's not the purpose. It's much bigger than that. God wants us to honor him with those gifts. He wants us to be good and faithful servants of our talents. How exactly does God want us to use our talents for him? Well, I want to talk about three things this morning. Blessing others building his kingdom, and glorifying God. Well, first of all, God wants us to bless others and be a blessing to others. In 1 Peter 4 and verse 10, we're called to use our gifts to serve others as faithful stewards of God. As each of you has received a gift, minister it to one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. So whatever blessings I have, whatever gifts I have, should be used to serve others to God's glory. The basic idea is that these blessings carry over to talents, and God doesn't give us anything just for our own benefit. After all, we're blessed so that we can be a blessing to others. God wants us to use our talents and skills for the benefits of others. Well how can we put that into practice? Well first of all we just need to simply be aware of what the needs are of others so that we can be a blessing to them. You know sometimes we might go around so focused on ourselves all the time about what I need to accomplish, what I need to get done, what I need for this and what I need for that and we're thinking about ourselves all the time and sometimes we get so clouded about what we need and what's within our realm, that we fail to look beyond us and see what the needs are of others. And you know, a lot of times we've got our own problems, and it seems like we're just floundering sometimes with just taking care of our own problems all the time, and that's all that we have time to do, but sometimes there's just a simple word, there's a simple deed, there's a simple thing that we can do that looks outside of our needs at the needs of of others, Philippians 2 and verses 3 and 4, Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind let each esteem others better than himself. Let each of you look not only on, for his own interests, but also for the interests of others. We all take care of ourselves. We take care of ourselves first, it seems like. But we need to look beyond that. At the needs of others and you know this congregation does that very well does that very very well and we appreciate all that you do so let's look around at the needs of others secondly and thirdly God wants us to work and build in his kingdom number two for his glory number three God made us all different And all and all of us together make up his kingdom. And Paul compares the the our bodies, physical bodies, to the body of Christ. Each of each of us being unique in our own ways. But the body is complete by each individual. Christ is ahead of the body, Ephesians five and twenty-three. So everything we do points back to Christ because he directs it all. First Corinthians 12 verses 12 through 27. For as the body is one and has many members, but all the members of that one body, being many, are one body, so also is Christ. For by one spirit we are all baptized into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, whether slaves or free, and have all been made to drink into one spirit. For in fact, the body is not one member but many if the foot should say because i am not a hand i am not of the body is it therefore not of the body and if the ear should say because i am not an eye am i not the bo- i am not of the body is it therefore not of the body if the whole body were an eye where would the be the hearing if the whole were hearing where would be the smelling But now God has set the the members, each of them in the body, just as he pleased. And if they were all one member, where would the body be? But now indeed there are many members, yet one body, and the eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you, nor again to the head of feet, I have no need of you. No, much rather, those members of the body which seem to be weaker are necessary, and those members of the body which we think to be less honorable, on these we bestow greater honor, and our unpresentable unpre- parts have greater modesty, but our presentable parts have no need. But God composed the body, having given greater honor to the part which is la- what la- which lacks it. Excuse me, that there should be no schism in the body, but that the members should have the same care for one another. And if one member suffers, all the members suffer with it. Or if one member is honored, all the members rejoice with it. Now you are the body of Christ and members individually. It's really kind of beautiful how God designed not only our physical body but the spiritual body. Now if I lose a fingernail I may not think much of it and it may not be, we may not think it's a very important part but when I go to start picking things up or whatever it may be, I might find out, well, it would be nice if I had that fingernail back or a finger or if I lost a hand or something like that or I was not, if I was crippled and I couldn't walk and things of that nature. So all of these things work together for the body to be able to function. And so if you think that you're an insignificant part of the body of Christ, you're not. You're not. You're a very important part of the body of Christ. And you may not realize it. Just like we had no idea how that little baby could have such an impact on those parents and maybe on others as well. We may not think that we are an important, intricate part of the body of Christ. But you are. And God can use you just the way you are. He can use you in some way. God wants us to use our unique roles in the body of Christ and doing so we glorify him. So if God made you an amazing singer, then use it for his glory. Use it for his benefit. Whatever your talent may be, counseling or comforting comforting others, use it for his glory. Find a way to use your talents to honor God. Honor him, your God-given abilities, to reach those who don't know him maybe in some way in your conversation. There are people here that are type A personalities and others that aren't. If you're a type A personality and you're the one that can talk to anybody about anything, use that. Use that ability to bring people to Christ. Be that Christian that can influence your family, your girlfriend, your boyfriend, your husband, your wife, your school. School friends, your neighbors, whatever it is, use your talents to glorify God. Maybe you can use your talents to be a leader of the church or an elder or deacon at some point in your life. But God needs you and can use you whatever your talent is. Be that city that is set that that is set on a hill and it cannot be hid. Be that light. Value the position God gave you in this life for his purpose and his glory. And the more useful you are, the more you can be used. And the more used you are, the more accomplished, the more things that you can accomplish for the glory of God. Let God use you in your life. We thank you for listening to our podcast put on by the Church of Christ at 2215 Plans Road in Bakersfield. If you would like any additional information, or you would like to receive a free Bible correspondence course by mail, please email us at info at churchofchristbakersfield.com. Our service times are Sundays at 10:30 a.m. and 5 p.m., and Wednesdays at 7:30 p.m. Please make plans to join us. We would love for you to be our honored guest.